for right now, I want you to repeat to me everything of substance that I've told you about my father, the colonel, the FBI, and so forth. As we ran south toward Cardiff and Solana Beach, we noticed a lonely dolphin in the breaking surf close to shore. I repeated everything I could remember. Every minor error or inaccurate interpretation drew an immediate correction from Gene. When I finished, he said, Okay, now tell me the story once more, this time without errors. After we finished this tedious exercise, Gene got even more serious. As you know, for the past six months or so, the colonel has been in the middle of conflicts between the FBI and CIA. He's basically acting as a peacemaker, but in the process he has discovered all kinds of explosive information. The colonel is particularly concerned with a well-funded CIA program of terrorism directed at Cuba called Operation Mongoose. This program includes sabotage and bombing of oil storage, railway bridges, power plants, and so forth. Mongoose was authorized by President Kennedy in 1961, even before the Bay of Pigs debacle. Mongoose activities also include numerous attempts to murder Fidel Castro. They continue to this day. My head was spinning at the implications. The Cuban Missile Crisis of 1962 was still fresh in my mind. We had come far too close to nuclear war with the Soviet Union. But the Soviet missiles had since been removed from Cuba, so why was the CIA still trying to kill Castro? What would happen if they actually succeeded? I couldn't remember just what an actual mongoose looked like. I did remember a small animal imported from Asia to the Caribbean islands to kill rats and snakes. Unfortunately, the little critters caused too much destruction of native plants and animals to be useful. Was this failed history a bad omen for Operation Mongoose? Again, I was full of questions, but Gene held up his hand to stop me. I don't have answers to the many obvious questions, only little pieces of the puzzle, but there's more, and it really stretches credulity. After the Cuban Revolution in 1959, Castro closed down all the mob-owned casinos and expelled the mobsters. Castro also shut down the prostitution ring so popular with many American businessmen. The Mafia really hates Castro and has plans in place to return to Cuba once Castro is removed. In 1960, the CIA recruited ex-FBI agent Robert Mayhew to approach Chicago mobster John Roselli. Mayhew passed himself off as representing international corporations that wanted Castro killed. Roselli introduced Mayhew to Chicago boss Sam Giancana and Tampa mobster Santo Traficante, the latter one of the most powerful mobsters running casinos in pre-revolution Cuba. The CIA gave the mobsters poison pills to use to murder Castro. For several months, anti-Castro Cubans tied to the Mafia tried unsuccessfully to put the pills into Castro's food. Snipers were also trained at a secret CIA base in the Florida Keys with the mobster Roselli in charge at first. After the failed CIA-sponsored Bay of Pigs invasion, the assassination attempts continued at an even higher pace with a CIA officer, the so-called Wild Bill King Harvey taking charge of Roselli's efforts. Christ, I exclaimed. You're telling me that America's secret Cuba policy is being implemented by a decidedly unholy mixture of anti-Castro Cubans, the CIA, the FBI, and the Mafia? 
I've heard that politics make strange bedfellows, but this is completely insane. Jean looked more downtrodden than I'd ever seen him. He replied softly, Unlike the colonel's revelations about Hoover and the FBI, this CIA-related information contains numerous names, dates, and other details. Over the next week, we will be going through this story over and over until you have it all down pat. We meet again tomorrow morning to begin your next lesson. I said goodbye to Jean, showered at the beach, and drove my Chevy aimlessly out of the Moonlight Beach parking lot. I had no idea where to go. I was especially aware of the enormous weight on my shoulders, but had absolutely no one to talk to. I was sworn to secrecy. At that moment, I achieved a much deeper appreciation of Gene's relationship with me. He also needed someone to talk to. I stopped at a little 7-Eleven convenience store to get a local newspaper. My movie choices included the James Bond flick on Her Majesty's Secret Service and Bob and Carol and Ted and Alice, a comedy about open relationships. These nicely represented the two sides of my lifestyle, but for the mood I was in, neither one sounded good. I drank a couple of beers at a local bar, ate a fast food hamburger, and bought a ticket to the La Paloma Theater in Encinitas. Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid was playing, perfect for my escape from the disturbing reality of Gene's new information.